Welcome to Weekly Insights at Winthrop Capital Management, where we discuss recent developments currently shaping the markets and industries in the global economy. Here's your host, Chief Investment Officer, Greg Hahn. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. I'm Greg Hahn, President and Chief Investment Officer for Winthrop Capital Management. And with me in the studio, Amy, how are you? Production Coordinator and Adam Coons. It's Monday. <laughs> it is. We've been silent for a couple of weeks. Yeah. We've weathered some vacations, some COVID. We brought some of that back from London. And so now we can we can move forward the second half of the year. So we got a lot to cover this morning. Um, we're, we're about to uh, launch uh, earnings season for the second quarter. And that's probably, Adam, as good a place to start. Uh, yeah. So what what's what's up for second quarter earnings and what do you think about earnings for the second half of the year? And by the way, so the context for this is first quarter, we've had really good earnings. We've had a terrible yeah. stock market, right? We're down 20%. But so far, companies have said, companies have posted great earnings. Top line growth has been great. Mar- margins have been great in spite of rising labor costs and raw material costs. But they're saying, hey, we can't hold this. Problems are coming. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Set, set the bar low so you can exceed it kind of okay. deal. So what do we got this week? Um, so, yeah, so we, we kick off earnings, so we get a lot of financials, and then we'll move right into to big tech, which is, you know, what everyone kind of tends to have their eyes on. Um, but when we're looking at the S&P, uh, forward earning uh, or uh, P.E. ratio is uh, just just under 17 times. And so, as we were just talking, uh, it's the the earnings number, the E, uh, that's going to matter most. We're looking for a decline year over year in earnings of about 10% on the S&P 500. Um, and that's coming both from a slowdown on the top top line and uh, margin compression. So, uh, last quarter, we saw a lot of companies uh, kind of revise their earnings due to that, that effect of higher labor cost, um, a little bit of <laughs> kind of over-hiring. Uh, at the same time, we're getting a narrative that it doesn't make sense. Right? <laughs> there's a bunch of job openings, but nonetheless, <laughs> that's the narrative. We'll get there in a second. Um, so, but to say this differently, though, Adam, is we've um, if the market would be fairly valued today if the S and P hit its consens- yeah. consensus earnings expectations. Correct. But really, the the question is, is that really going to hold up? Because if if it doesn't, then we adjust earnings lower than that multiple is is still on the overvalued side. Right. And it really lends, it really kind of uh, speaks to the question, doesn't answer the question, but speaks to the question of, is the market, is, is the market fairly valued or is, are we, are we seeing the bottom? Right. And there's no way we can predict the bottom. We're not even trying to do that. What we're trying to do is fairly value the market. Markets can move to, um, <laughs> to um, overvalued positions, which is what we've come off of the last several years. And we've adjusted to uh, we're approaching a more of a fair value, but markets can be undervalued also and and stay there for a prolonged period of time. Yeah, and um, we haven't seen that in in a while. Um, but with the Fed sitting on the sidelines, no stimulus into the marketplace, and in fact the opposite, where they're starting to adjust uh, short term rates higher. The question is. Is the is the market ready for that? Is the stock market ready for the the adjustments, and is the bond market discounting what can happen? So, what's your thought on that? I mean, I think clearly it's trying to because you just nailed it. Is actually earnings and growth numbers have been pretty good, and yet the market's down twenty percent. So, it's clearly trying to reprice the risk of a recession. And I think that's what we talk a lot about: is that the market is um, 
a marketplace for pricing risk. And um, that's what it's trying to do. And that's why I, I believe and I think when you look at a lot of the companies and you look at uh, what the consumer, how resilient they've been through, you know, higher input costs and the fact that their real wages are declining, um, largely have held in there. And you've seen, uh, you know, delinquencies on credit cards haven't gotten any worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, really, I think the consumer still looks okay, which means... Yeah, and they're still sitting on some of the savings that yeah. was, was handed out during the pandemic, although I think in a large part it's been spent, but there is some savings there still. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's going to be interesting. So GDP growth, we saw a negative yeah. um, GDP growth last quarter. Yep. Um, second half of the year, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, Atlanta Fed, uh, Nowcast are predicting what a negative – GDP number uh, for the next quarter as well, which I guess puts us in a technical recession if that happens. Um, we can debate whether that really matters, but um, I, I, what I what I see for the next the, the next half of the year is that we kind of put a lot of this behind us. We start to see inflation decline. The Fed comes out and says, "Aha, we did our job," and you see them back off of their aggressive narrative, and we see. Both stocks and bond markets rally into the, the course of the year. So if we take so to, to take that thesis though, if we're looking at CPI running at eight percent mm-hmm. and it drops to six percent, does that doesn't matter? No, does the Fed move? <laughs> does, so it goes from eight percent to four percent. I think that matters because when you're looking, you know, let's use their arbitrary target of two percent inflation. You start to at four percent, you're kind of smoothing out towards that two percent. Uh, but I agree, six percent isn't enough. What's interesting is the narrative coming from the Fed is has been very aggressive more, and mm-hmm. and more aggressive because they were they were really late to the inflation party, and they were stuck in the room with the employment mm-hmm. party uh, following the pandemic. <laughs> right. They wanted to make sure that we had full employment, and we had full employment. Yep. I think they, they couldn't figure out why uh, two million people who retired weren't coming back. Right, to finished. Work. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so. Once they figured out inflation was really um, gripping, then I think it, there was a big shift. Um, the employment is the employment picture is the real thing that, I, frankly, I, I don't fully understand. Me either. We've got uh, companies that have posted. There, there's more job openings than there are people looking for work. Yet at the same time, we're about to see layoffs because companies right. are, are, are need to control margins, so they're looking for employees, but we're going to lay people off. <laughs> right. And uh, wages are still going up. And so that's it's just a, it's a weird conundrum that we're in right now. Um, let's uh, back to earnings, though. Yeah. On, on the earnings side, what do we have this week? Um, so like I said, we've got the the financial suite. We've got uh, Morgan Stanley, City, Bank of America. Um, so we'll get to, I guess, get a little bit of their uh, where their thought process is, their balance sheets and how trading has been doing. Um, so I, I think that's going to be probably one of the weakest parts of uh, the earnings season because when you look at all of the headwinds to banks, you've got a flattening yield curve. So your mm-hmm. your, your margins on on your loans are, have vanished. You've got high volatility in stock markets and the stock market that's down. So your wealth management division's down. So a lot of headwinds for for banks. I think it's going to be difficult. But then yeah. you know then we hit right into tech. We got cap- the capital market desks too have been lagging from last yep. year. Yep, <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Um, let's, let's shift over to the credit. Yeah, market. 
what, what, do you, what are your observations now in the bond market? Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing to highlight, and you see it on every CNBC, Bloomberg, whatever, is the yield curve has now been inverted for right at a week. Uh, when we came back from the 4th of July break, uh, it was inverted. And it stayed that way. Um, so we're inverted. At, and when we say that, we mean that the yield on the 10-year U.S. Treasury is lower than the yield on the two-year U.S. Treasury. Um, and it, and it's the, the difference is about two to four basis points is where it's fluctuated. Since 1955, um, there have been 12 recessions, and an inverted curve has predicted all of them <laughs> with one false positive. So that's a 92% accuracy rate. <laughs> right. We like to say that the yield the inverted yield curve has predicted 18 of the last 14 recessions. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think it, some sort of recession, recession uh, slowdown is coming, and, and that's the bigger driver of interest rates. I think a lot of people have been caught up in, okay, inflation's 8%. Why are interest rates not at 8%? And uh, that's really driven by the fact that that the long term growth outlook is is nowhere near that. So, um, I think our thesis largely is that yields will revert back to a, a declining environment. Uh, how long that takes, that's unsure. But um, eventually, we'll move back there. Credit markets have continued to leak out. You're, when we look at just investment grade credit, uh, we were wider by about ten basis points. So mm-hmm. we're back you know, 2017, 2018 levels and investment grade, high yield, um, even wider. So um, we're well above plus 500 on on high yield. And, you know, I was digging into just all the structured markets. CLOs are wider by 300 basis points year over year. Um, So there's been a meaningful move both in rates and spreads this year. Hmm. Um, So the, so the, the credit markets are if if the Fed stays on the sideline. This is the, you know since the financial crisis, fifteen years. This will be the real a real test for the for the markets to run without yeah. the support of stimulus or the the invisible hand of uh, Chairman Powell. Um, the it, it, I mean history shows that I mean the curve can stay inverted for a little while. Oh yeah. So it's um, the. the um, the inversion, though, I think is going to be really important, and I just wonder if if the markets really haven't discounted how much the the Fed's willing to push. Right. But here's the question: Is will it matter? Because the the design between behind pushing short term interest rates is that it just curtails demand. So right. it, we've seen demand fall off in the to some extent in the housing market. Yep. But. Does it matter if people? I mean, the average age of a car right now on the roads twelve years. So, if you, you still have to buy a car, right? It doesn't like reduce demand from. Well, I guess no. I'm not going to buy a car this year. Is you got to replace it? But I, I just wonder how much um, is is structural inflation that exists in the marketplace versus really demand driven inflation, right? And so, um, I, I don't. I, I don't really have an answer or, a, or a, a real opinion on that. I just it's just scratching my head trying to figure out is this, is this the same as what we saw in the '80s when rising interest rates really did shut down, uh, you know, demand consumer demand. So, right. well, and I think it's kind of tough to compare the two, right? Because rates still are relatively low right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about three percent on. Uh, on the ten-year and a thirty-year mortgage still is below six percent. So it, it's, yeah, 
while we're looking at what interest rates were a couple of years ago that were ridiculously low, this is not some environment that is just going to completely squeeze out consumers. So what do you see in the credit cycle? So the credit cycle was extended because of Big the, time. the aid provided during the pandemic. So we've kind of kicked it out a little bit. We pushed it out. Um, do you see any signs of, of um, concern in the credit quality in, in, the, in the bond market? Not yet, but you kind of hit it. And I was thinking through this over the weekend is, I mean, how many refinances and just people are pushing out their debt maturities over the, you know, the last two years. So that, that wall, we won't see until 24, 25, 26. Yeah. Um, so I think we can live through this. The question is if rates remained high, then I think we would start to see as these, you know, maturities started to come up again and they had to refinance at higher levels, whether they could do that or not. Um, but right now I, I don't see any real big signs of, you know, there's no bankruptcies haven't picked up significantly. Delinquencies haven't picked up. Um, so overall, I think the credit markets look okay. Yeah, and we saw um, Pemex got upgraded. Yeah, not last, which was surprising, but benefited obviously from rising oil prices. Right. At the same time, Mexico, the country was downgraded. Sovereign entity sure. was, was downgraded, but it was what BAA wanted. To, yeah, to, to, to just to mid triple B um, or BAA two by Moody's. So I think um, in. You know, I, 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 we're at a point where we're going to start to see a modest adjustment in credit quality. And right. the canary in the coal mine, in in my opinion, is going to be the CLO market. So watching underlying collateral of CLOs is going to be important over the next six months. Agreed. So um, the other thing to watch is the um, commercial real estate market. So uh, with the adjustment in interest rates, what we're seeing is cap, cap rates have really hung in there. They have not adjusted right. higher. Yet on the on the office side in particular, major cities, the um, there's not only is there a, high, a rising vacancy rate, but there is also just this unused capacity because companies haven't reassembled their hiring their their right. workforce back into the into the market completely. So there's this underutilized space that in the second half of the year I think is going to get rationalized. So we're going to see I think we're going to see some um, a, a little bit of a shakedown in commercial real estate, particularly in the office space. Yeah. Uh, sector, so it's. I think in, as companies look to preserve their um, margins, their operating margins, they're gonna they're gonna look at labor costs and rent's gonna be part of that. So, second half of the year, I think it's gonna prove to be a real challenge for investors. Yep. But then, what's on the other side? Well, if we can get things under control, this could be uh, um, it could be a nice a, a nice boon for financial assets. Yeah. All right. So. I, th- I think you said it well in an interview where now seems to be the time to put your first dollar in. Yeah. There's opportunities, but it's definitely not the time to put your last dollar in. <laughs> nope. No, I think I'm I'm in the camp that the this the next step, the next stair step is still down. Yeah. I don't I don't think with the with the Fed making the moves, I don't think the market's fully ad- adjusted to yeah. what what could happen here. All right, anything else on your end? Nothing here. All right, we're going to shut this down. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you through the week. All investments are subject to risk, including the possible loss of the money you invest. The information presented in this podcast is intended for educational purposes only and does not take into consideration your personal circumstances or other factors that may be important in making investment decisions. You may access and download this podcast only for your personal and non-commercial use. You may not use it in any other manner or for any other purpose without Winthrop's written permission. 
Copyright 2022. Winthrop Capital Management, LLC. All rights reserved.